everyone. Welcome back. It is a new season, a new episode, a brand new podcast. Matt is here. I'm here. We have a very special guest today, Puneet Alaya, who's running for Lieutenant Governor of Virginia. Good to have you on, Puneet. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited and looking forward to our conversation. What made you jump in? It's already a crowded field. You know, we have a lot of good friends. We have Glenn Davis. We want to interview everybody. We have Glenn Davis. We have Tim Hugo. What made you throw your hat in the ring? We have Lance Allen. It's getting crowded. What made, I guess, what was your decision in how you bring something different to the table? Uh, what happened is that uh, last year in January, same time, and I saw uh, what uh, the Democrat control was doing to our state. And then I started thinking which way our state is going or our country is moving towards. And then, of course, we saw what the COVID crisis did and King Ralph came out with his diktat and, and his uh, <laughs> futuristic ideas on how to manage uh, COVID crisis and the pandemic. And then we started seeing how uh, the crisis on <clears throat> the BLM and the Antifa, uh, what they did to small and mid-sized businesses with looting and rioting, and that carried on till uh, election time in our state. But what was happening is that I started seeing that, again, what the Democrats are doing is basically conditioning our folks, especially in the state of Virginia, mm -hmm. and, um, and, and trying to you know, uh, make us feel like that frog who's in the, in the boiling water slowly, and then it'll be too late to jump out. And I also realized that last 12 years, my party hasn't won statewide seat. And, um, and I realized that we have never made those investments into these first-generation immigrants and the second-generation immigrants who are here and growing up. And, and we've seen when I joined the party 20 years ago, we used to talk about drawing a line in Fairfax. And now we're drawing lines somewhere close to North Carolina. And I realized that um, I didn't check the wind, which way is going to blow, will Trump will be reelected or not, or which way <clears throat> we, I felt uh, as a citizen soldier, uh, as a party loyalist, as a conservative and Republican proud American, I felt like let's see what is needed because there was a rhetoric about being apologetic or you shouldn't be proud of your country. And that's the reason when I started with the Proud American PAC, I went around the state, talked to a lot of people. And at that time I had no, in, you know, I just wanted to just feel the weather and, and feel this, the field also. Like, is it something that I should do or not? Because my wife and I are very private people. And I've got three kids and two dogs and uh, we were looking to be more towards Lake Anna and, and just enjoy our, you know, quality life. But, but when you see your, country, your state moving towards a different direction. And in my party, the narrative is about systemic racism, or we are a party of all whites. And I've been a loyal loyalist for the party for the last 20 years. And I, it just didn't sit well with me. Uh, and that's when I said, I'm going to run. Uh, I'm, I'm basically, uh, I went around the state, talked to a lot of people, a lot of people in leadership. And, and again, uh, it, nobody <coughs> said, don't run. And in fact, few of the candidates uh, a few of the folks who are in leadership said, I think you should run. And, and I want to basically more importantly send a message that this party believes in growth, uh, opportunity and freedom. These are the, the pillars of our country. And I'm the, the American dream, which has worked hard and succeeded. And that's the reason I decided to run. That's a long uh, answer. I, I didn't expect you to, to do it, but I, I just didn't know who all were running at that time. Well, and, and thank you for, for giving us that. It, you know, it doesn't matter if it was a long answer because it's, it's a fleshed out one. And if it's, uh, you know, you feel it um, in you and you felt like you had something to contribute, all the more reason to jump in. Because far too often, I think a lot of candidates just jump in because that's their next step or they're trying to climb a ladder. And you felt definitely a call 
um, to action. I, I mean, it definitely is the case that Republicans, I mean, me and you are in Northern Virginia and we're getting killed up here, um, you know, and I'm running for the House of Delegates. I'm trying to change that. Um, you know, so along with you, I see what we need to do. I see the, the immigrants that we have to reach out to, but also you're running statewide and there's a huge, um, I guess, gap between what we're doing in Northern Virginia or what Virginia is moving towards Northern Virginia and, um, you know, the jobs that are there and what's happening in Matt's part of the state. And we definitely need a Lieutenant governor and a governor to tackle all of those things. So Matt pushing this towards you with Southwest fired up with with what Southwest needs and their lieutenant governor. Well, we need somebody who's a job creator. We need somebody who in the Bill Bowling model is kind of the chief jobs creator of Virginia. And that's, I would like to see what, being from Northern Virginia and being from a population center, what would be your prescription as to what you would want to do for more rural parts of Virginia, you know, central, southwest, south side. What, what's your policy prescription for that, sir? Well, first, just call me Puneet. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> I've traveled to the rural parts of Virginia. And I'm, I, in fact, uh, I love the people there. Uh, very real, very straightforward. <clears throat> they tell you how the crow flies. Um, it's important first is to expand the uh, Wi-Fi. Uh, and, and basically, if today we want to be in the, the 21st century and be competitive, not only within Virginia, within the United States, but on the global stage, we need to find ways to uh, have Wi-Fi and, and be able to post our resumes and also educate our, uh, our kids. And most importantly, uh, create incentives for people to do programs which will help them further their education or their technical skill set. So that's one very important. Second thing is we have such brilliant economy in Northern Virginia such great, uh, you know, I would say such a fertile ground of uh, people with intellectual capital, with financial capital. My goal is to match that up with the rural um, America. And, and I'll tell you what I used to like about President Trump and he used to say is that, look, um, let's create these supply chains within Virginia or within <clears throat> our own country. Why give it to other countries where they're not, when we need, let's say when we had the COVID epidemic, we were looking for masks, we were looking for the overalls, we should have had them in South Southwest part of Virginia, which will, if we do 10 or $12 an hour job there, it goes a long way for the folks there. So supply chains and more importantly, bring manufacturing there. I saw that Terry McAuliffe has a goal to promise uh, manufacturing of a furniture um, business and guess not a single job was created, zero jobs. My goal is to be exactly that job creator. And, and I'll give you why my background is so, uh, uh, so perfect for that. Guys, I came to this country 30 years ago. I worked hard and I delivered pizzas, but then I, was, I became a job creator. From one businesses, I created multiple businesses and still my wife and I are small business people. We have investments in, in gas station technology and consulting and real estate. So what we do is, what we realize is that if you give the free market economy less taxes and give the entrepreneur what they need is reliability, less taxes and less regulation and not imposing fines, People like us, proud Americans, will find ways to be innovative and work hard and create jobs. That's my goal is to tie the, the success of Northern Virginia with the rest of Virginia. And it can be done because reason is, you know what? The same old re recipes as we have done are not going to work. A lot of people come and promise, but I'm going to create jobs because I've done that in my life. Puni, one, one real concern, and I mean, in Northern Virginia, we see it all the time, um, is if, you know, if we unite the, the Northern Virginia with the rest of the state, 
what's happening is, and you're seeing this in Culpeper, in the Charlottesville area, creeping down in Richmond and the um, Urban Crescent, is that Virginia is becoming unaffordable. And Virginia is now, according to some studies, um, 13th, the 13th most expensive state in the country due to Northern Virginia. And that's a huge issue. What can we do, especially right now, I think COVID has given us the opportunity to reimagine our economy when it comes to, um, when it comes to that, you can, the fact that Matt can be in Southwest and work for a company, um, telework for a company in Northern Virginia, Excellent. that completely breaks up the housing market. So how do we create a more affordable Virginia while still expanding the prosperity of jobs? Well, I, I believe that the free market enterprise always will have the demand and supply control. You, we cannot regulate that. But what I want for the uh, all Virginians to have less taxes, I want to make sure the utility bills are less so that they can afford. Um, uh, it doesn't really matter that we should be penalized, especially I want to have this um, healthcare, which is again to me is a tax for small to mid-sized businesses to be able to afford that, those for businesses. I'll tell you as a small business, my wife and I could not afford the healthcare because paying $1,800 or, or that odd amount didn't give us a complete coverage. So what I wanna make is affordability. And that's what important. That's what is important. So when you talk about real estate, I've done real estate. I believe that people when they see is a pro-business state and it's a state to raise families and good education and quality education and safety, public and private uh, safety is very important. And we Virginians are such a, you know, there's such a great thing about us. We, we attract good people. And as we know, the Virginia is for lovers. So there's a, <laughs> There's a reason why people gravitate towards Virginia. But at the same time, I believe that the free market enterprise is very important. But at the same time, for people to have quality life, let's reduce the taxes, let's reduce the, uh, the utility bill. And for businesses, let's reduce, let's not impose a minimum wage, let's not find them. Let businesses excel and survive because we know as individuals what we need to do to help uh, the economy and the state of uh, Virginia. Well, I think one of the things that we need to keep in mind is that it's a very fractured state Senate. The, the main jobs, of the Lieutenant governor, as the Virginia <clears throat> constitution outlines are two things. You have to live longer than the governor or succeed him if he is unable to perform his job, but also be president of the Senate. And that's a very important role especially right now with Senate control so tight, we've got 18 Republicans, one independent and, you know, 21 Democrats. And, and those swing votes can change so drastically with the makeup of the state Senate. Um, what, what would you kind of bring to the table to do the job as it's outlined in the Virginia constitution? Not a very good question. I'll, I'll be the super Senator. My goal here is to be, the person who sticks to conservative values and principles and more pro-business. Because I believe if we stick to pro-business agenda, we attract everyone. At the same time, we have to have a tone, a, a compassionate tone, more about reaching across the aisle, but at the same time, not compromising our fundamentals. I'm very clear on those things. The idea is that I will fight for small businesses. I'll stand up to the big corporations who are basically squeezing the life out of small businesses. At the same time, I will also bring in the people who at this point feel disfranchised with the, with the Republican Conservative Party. But I believe most of these people, and I'll, I'll give you a few examples as toured across the state. I've, I met with a small business association of 1,400 small business people. They're concerned. 
with the right of work. That included people also with hoteliers in there. Um, there needs to be a certain consistency. And that's what I bring is a person who's businessman who understands the challenges faced by small to mid-sized businesses. At the same time, he's not gonna buckle under pressure or he's not an establishment guy who's gonna basically wheel and deal uh, on issues which will compromise our conservative values in principle. So I I'm very clear in what the objectives are. At the same time, very important is to serve Virginians and make sure this is a safe place for us to raise our family. More importantly, to make sure that we don't wait for two, three days and check which mayor uh, is going to do what to take down the monuments and break down the rule of law. Unacceptable. We should have brought the National Guard. I'm going to basically force the hand of the governor, bring out the leadership, and ask the people to find a way to bring peace into our great state. Unacceptable what happened. You Imagine, you know, um, Mike, boarding up, you were having dinner here. Imagine boarding up of Tyson's Corner. Mm -hmm. It's unacceptable. Exactly. Yeah, well, and putting there, not only there are deep divisions in our state right now, but there's deep divisions in our party. We can't make up our mind whether to go with Trump, to abandon Trump, to go with the primary, or to go to a convention. How do you, how do we solve the? Because here's the thing: if we don't unite our party, we're not <clears throat> going to ever win again. Period. So how do we really solve these deep divisions in our party? Well, winning is through by addition. First thing is, uh, and at the same time, clarity of what we are and who we are. I, I have to say a lot of people, President Trump was an elected president and this election, 74 million people voted for him. So, and, and he's a big factor. A lot of people, in, in fact, and I always, when I give my uh, conversations to folks, the desperation and the frustration which the people feel in the rest of Virginia is because of the policies which were enforced on the Virginians, which was basically anti-business policies. We outsourced our jobs, we outsourced our manufacturing, and that also, and we imposed the Medicaid expansion on these folks. So the fact is that he captured that frustration and disappointment and the belief system that they are not being heard. So it's important first is that we have more in common as Republicans than we have anything in Democrat, because now they're not just Democrats, they're socialists. And they're taking this country in the wrong direction. And that's one reason which I see it as a person who has been in this great, great country and realize that this is, we are in deep, deep trouble. Hence the reason I chose to run. So most importantly, it's important for us Republicans to unite and get behind whoever is the nominee and let's stop the infighting. And if we have chosen the path which we did in convention, let's follow that. Because I believe elections, uh, the convention is more like an electoral college where people from, you know, small county has an important weight of, uh, of his vote, <clears throat> be it one or be it hundred. And, and that's how you basically balance it out. So I believe that we need to choose a path, move forward and position ourselves to take on the Democrats. Because look, Terry McCullough feels so confident after being a failure pres uh, governor, he's coming back again and running again for governor. You know, that tells us that they really have taken us for granted, not anymore. And that's what I'm gonna do is to bring not only uh, work towards uniting the Northern Virginia with the rest of Virginia, and most importantly, bring those minority communities who feel disfranchised in our political process. That's what I'm gonna do. All right, sounds good to me. Yeah. Thanks, uh, Matt. As, as, we, as, we, um, as we wrap up, as we wrap up here, um, we are going with a shorter format with our podcast. Um, as we wrap up here, we wanna ask you a fun question. What are you watching? And what are you reading right now to get your mind off the lieutenant governor's race? Uh, <laughs> I, I, um, 
I watch movies with my wife. Uh, Netflix has been a great boon. Uh, Amazon and uh, we watch. I saw Fury the other day. It was a great movie. And and then I watch a Read Economist. Uh, I'm I'm very gravitated towards, um, uh, you know, um, issues that happen and impact in the world because I believe they are going to also either we are the ones who are going to be the trendsetter or we will have those things imposed on us. So I, I read The Economist and of course browse through what happens in Virginia. I, I'm more focused on how we win this election and most importantly, uh, unify our party. And most importantly, uh, as I say, the most important, these are all important issues for us because I believe with the pandemic and with the social crisis, emotional crisis, financial crisis, which the Virginians are facing, we need to start thinking innovatively and we have to think outside the box because people will be, will be very concerned. Uh, with their family things. And that's the reason I'm, I'm looking at innovative ideas. How do we make Virginia great for all Virginians? Absolutely. All right, well, Puneet, um, where can they find you? Uh, do, do you have a website, social media? <clears throat> I'm Puneet for LG.com. And, uh, and, and what I'm doing is that uh, send me a message uh, on Puneet for LG.com or Puneet for VA.com. Um, and I, I'll... I, call people up every day and I introduce myself and I want to know most importantly from folks, what are you looking in your LG? Uh, these are the four things I'm running on, but what's most important to you and your family? And that's what I want to be. I want to have people, my cell phone, so that I'm not somebody who's sitting in an ivory tower. I'm a grassroots guy. I want to roll up my sleeve and start to work for Virginians. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining Grand New Podcast, kicking off uh, the latest season of that um and looking forward to having you back on and good luck in the debate tonight hey thank you so much for uh, reaching out happy new year let's win in 2021 guys all right hey. let's do it See you thank you. bye appreciate